are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, final show of the week, and a victorious Friday for your New Orleans Pelicans. After they absolutely drubbed the Orlando Magic last night, 135-100 biggest victory of the season for New Orleans. They needed that one. Really, really needed that one. We'll recap this game over the first two segments. It was good. They needed this one, and it's important going forward. And then we'll preview Saturday's game against the San Antonio Spurs in the Smoothie King Center. Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. So it was a big win for New Orleans, 135-100 over the Orlando Magic. And look, this was a game that they should have won, and they did. And credit to the team for actually taking care of business, because that's not something we see entirely. And New Orleans was ahead basically the entirety of this game. They put up 45 points in the second quarter, 34 in the third, and that was all she wrote. They won the third quarter, 34 to 18. The second quarter, they won by 20, 45 to 25, and they were up by 22 going into halftime. The Pelicans had a 42-point lead in this one at one point. The Orlando Magic, as Stan Van Gundy said, have nobody playing from an injury perspective and from a quality player's perspective because they traded all of their good players away as they go through a long and you know potentially difficult rebuild. This is the same team that kind of surprised New Orleans right after the trade deadline, wanting it more. And in this game, that wasn't a worry whatsoever. New Orleans seemed to have learned their lesson. They came out and played with a sense of purpose that we really haven't seen from them all that often this season. It's sad to say that, but it's true. You know, uh, silver lining, I guess, even if you don't want to give them that much credit for it, they did it. That's that's kind of the important thing here. In this game, it was dominated by Brandon Ingram, and I want to lead with him. He finished with 29 points on the night, 11 of 17 shooting, 65%, 2 of 5 from deep, 5 of 5 from the line, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 turnovers, and he only had to play just under 30 minutes of action because New Orleans won this one running away. This was a big B.I. game, and he's starting to get on a bit of a run and looking like that all-star player from last year. And I've said this before. You know, there's some people on Twitter that are big B.I. stands, big B.I. fans, and you want to see him succeed almost at the expense of the rest of the team, and that's fine. However, the way he's changed his game to fit alongside Zion Williamson while still putting up basically the same numbers as last season is wonderful. And it's a big credit to him that he's able to do that and the type of player he is and how good he is that he can do that and still maintain this degree of scoring. If you look at his shot chart in this game, he took one shot in the restricted area. He took just five total shots in the paint. A lot of this was mid-range jumpers from him. And you know what? He's a good mid-range shooter. Twelve of his shots were outside of the paint of the 17 that he took. That's not necessarily what you want, but for a guy like Brandon Ingram, at this point, you trust him to be able to knock those shots down. He's averaging more points uh, this year than he was last season. He is 
doing incredibly well after kind of having a bit of a, a slump at one point from him, but he started to round back into form. Over his last six games, dude's averaging 28 points on 47% shooting and 39% from deep alongside five rebounds and six assists and a steal and a half. He's playing really, really good basketball, and he very clearly fits next to Zion Williamson. That's the biggest thing. He could be on another team and be the man and maybe put up 30 a game, but he probably wouldn't be winning. And here he's able to hopefully win. He's not winning here, I guess, either, technically. But he fits alongside Zion Williamson really, really well. Is he the guy that's going to be there alongside Zion if and when the Pelicans win an NBA championship? I don't know. I could see them moving him for someone who's a bit more of a two-way player who plays defense. But in terms of what he does offensively, it's unbelievable. Knowing that he's going to have that mid-range shot and that's what he's going to need to take because the paint is crowded. It's entirely, entirely crowded because of Zion and the court gravity that he has. And at times they're putting in Steven Adams. Eric Bledsoe is not respected as a shooter, even though Bledsoe was good shooting in this game, at least. Bledsoe on the night, by the way, five of seven from three. It is first four. He was four of four and finished with five of seven. Pretty good night for him. He needed a night like that in terms of shooting. But teams don't respect that and just completely sag off of him. And it screws things up for B.I. And he could be upset about this. He could mope. He could not be nearly as good of a player as he is, but he is. And so he deserves, just like Jackson Hayes does for improving, right? He deserves a world of credit for adjusting his game and making it fit around Zion. Different role, different shot selection, not going to be able to get to the rim as much as possible. And it doesn't matter. He's doing it. And that was a big thing. You saw it in this game. The Orlando Magic were not coming out of the paint whatsoever. Mo Bamba just stayed down low and didn't do anything to try and contest Brandon Ingram. No one did. And he just took what was there and he sank the shots because that's what he does. His mid-range jumper, as much as you don't want guys taking him, when they shoot him like Brandon Ingram does, you don't have a problem with what they're doing. So I love his game this season and what he's brought, at least offensively, I haven't liked it defensively, to play alongside Zion Williamson. He deserves a ton of credit for putting up better than last year numbers alongside Zion Williamson. That's incredible. While also getting others into the mix kind of as a point forward at times for the team. So Brandon Ingram... Awesome in this game, star of the night on a night that New Orleans had a must-win game. They're all basically must-wins going forward, particularly teams that are under 500. He took care of business, didn't let this team let up at all. Great to see from him. He's, he's you know, if you were to give a player of the game, player of the week, it'd go to Brandon Ingram for this one. So coming up more on this game and the Pelicans' big victory over the Orlando Magic, and then we will preview the game against the San Antonio Spurs. All that and more coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page and watch the three-day live coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So still talking about the Pelicans' 135-100 win. Oh man, it feels good to get a victory again after a four-game losing streak that the Pelicans had. The game was also somewhat dominated by Zion Williamson. Not to the tune of Brandon Ingram, but Zion did finish with 23 points on the night, seven rebounds, two assists. He was perfect at the free throw line, five of five. He finished nine of 12, so 75%. They just had no answer for him, and he was kind of doing his thing. He, He really, really worked well 
ball off ball in this game. Just getting moving and then having it where a, pl- uh, a Pelicans player could find him and get him the ball. Seeing him move off ball like that was pretty great. He hasn't had kind of a game like that in a while. Hasn't needed to have a game like that in a while and has been the focal point with the ball in his hands. But seeing him move off ball just in the havoc that it kind of causes and all of the Pelicans looking for him. Perfect. That's the other way to use him. He's such a good player that he can be used in a variety of different ways. He was excellent in this one. Steven Adams was also excellent till he rolled his ankle, didn't come back in the second half of last night's game. He finished with 12 points and nine rebounds on the night. He was five of eight. You know, there's been a lot of talk of should they trade him? Is he is he a bad player? You know, is his contract too much? As I've said when we discussed the trade last week, I think it was, he is neither the problem nor the answer for New Orleans. You can see there's just a different level out there with Jackson Hayes on the court, at least offensively, and the vertical spacing that Jackson Hayes provides being that lob threat really, really is there. He keeps a defender glued to him because guys are knowing that if you leave him, it's just going to be an easy lob and dunk and alley-oop. And you know what? That's like a 100% shot right there, basically. And you have passers that can get him the ball. But Steven Adams still does kind of all that dirty work stuff, right? He still makes plays. He fills a role. Is he the long-term answer? No. Is he a bad player this year? No. Was it an overpay on that contract? Yes. Did they give up too much to trade for him? Yes. But... That's all done with already. And out there on the court, he still provides a lot of value. So I don't really have a lot of complaints about him. And you can see his usefulness in this game last night, just clearing space for guys um, down low in terms of his rebounding and boxing out. Very useful player. Not long-term answer, but no complaints with him in this one. Props to Eric Bledsoe for going 5-7 of seven from deep, 15 points on the night, 3 assists, three, uh, 2 rebounds. He needed a game like this. You know, they benched him the other night. He seems to have responded to that, at least in terms of making his shot fall. If he does that, he's a useful player out there on the court to some degree. But until I see this more from him, I don't know. I'm not going to really believe that this is kind of the the new him. He was talking after the game about how these guys were playing for each other in this one. Have they not been? Like, I'm a little confused by a comment like that. But sure, you know what? We'll take it. Jackson Hayes, 4-5. Finished with 10 points on the night, six rebounds. I I like Jackson Hayes. He's not ready for a a starting role just yet, which is probably why you see Steven Adams getting the majority of those minutes. He is going to be a fixture of the rotation and likely a long-term player for New Orleans. He just looks good. He moves like an NBA player. He's really grown into his own. And he is just that lob threat. And him and Zion going forward is going to be pretty awesome. Kyra Lewis Jr. got an extended run in this game. 23 and a half minutes. The shooting was not there. 2 of 11. 18%. 0 for 4 from 3 with some pretty good looks. 2 rebounds. 3 assists. Didn't turn the ball over though. Just one time in this one. 6 total points. It's not good. You know, this is probably why they've played Eric Bledsoe over a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. just yet, that he's just not ready. He's a young guy. He's very, very raw prospect still, but has all of the potential and all of the tools. But I don't think he's ready for a featured, featured role just yet. But also, could it hurt? I'm not really sure if it could, given where the Pelicans are, but they're still trying to get into contention for the 10th spot. And look, their chances might have been helped 
a little bit in this one. You know, you have a big game coming up on Saturday against the San Antonio Spurs, the team that you're chasing right now for the 10th spot and are four games back of in the loss column. Well, they're playing right now, so that might change when you listen to this. But Golden State is in that ninth spot. They're kind of in a precarious position too. And you know what? Damian Lee, one of their guards who stepped up in a big way for them, has now... Uh, it looks like contracted COVID even after he got the vaccine and he's going to be out for 10 to 14 days. So they're losing a fairly big contributor for them, um, potentially the rest of the way. This is a guy who's playing almost 20 minutes per game and a guy they really, really needed. Um, so it opens the door a little bit for New Orleans. So I don't think we're going to see the full-on youth movement just yet. And you're still going to see more of the same old, same old in terms of rotation, things like that. But it means New Orleans is still within striking distance, spitting distance of the Spurs and the Golden State Warriors. So until maybe this game against uh, on Saturday can kind of change that. We'll get into that one coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. Let's just save it for there. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, and they've got the best flavor out there right now. The Coconut Brownie Chunk. This won the March Madness Tournament of Flavors they did. And this is my personal favorite. It, it really is like the best flavor of Built Bar. You're going to have no idea that this thing is healthy for you. If it's a little too sweet for you, they got plenty of others that just are the exact right type of taste that you want. Really, the mint brownie I've been digging, the double chocolate is also really good. All of these bars are soft. They're easy to chew. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and you're going to have no idea you're eating something healthy. And they are healthy because these bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. They have some that have 19 grams of protein and just 180 calories or 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. So if you want to give them a shot and we definitely recommend that you do, I eat one of these things every single day. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 you're going to get 15% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockhanforna, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team are making trades and picking stars of their franchises. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, that's The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the San Antonio Spurs in a really key game in the Smoothie King Center on Saturday night. But before we we talk about this game, the Pelicans are doing a really, really cool partnership with Oshner and they're going to be hosting COVID-19 vaccination events at the Pelicans games. For the game against the Spurs, the game against the Clippers, both games against the Warriors, and then the final game against the Lakers, you are going to see vaccinations uh, for eligible ticket holders on a walk-up basis. The vaccines will be distributed one hour prior to tip-off through the end of the third quarter on the 100-level concourse outside of sections 122 and 123. Anyone who's over 16 is eligible to receive the Pfizer vaccine in Louisiana. They're going to be on site with Ostner Health officials to give people their first dose of the vaccine, and then they're going to help you schedule an appointment for the second dose to be administered at an Oshner Health facility. This is 
awesome. This is just freaking awesome and great to see the Pelicans doing something like this. I can't give them enough credit. Please go get a vaccine if you haven't. I got my second shot last week. My girlfriend got it literally yesterday, the second shot. It's awesome. I'm thrilled about all of this. It means we're going to be able to have a packed Smoothie King Center eventually. So please, if you haven't gotten a vaccination and you want one, you can get it if you go to the Pelicans game. And maybe they're going to win. No better way to celebrate than that. So it should be a whole lot of fun. So a lot of credit to the Pelicans and Oshner for making this a thing and making the use of the facility and something that people are going to be at. So this is just awesome, awesome, awesome all around. I really can't say that enough. Now, for the game, the Pelicans take on the San Antonio Spurs, the team that they are trailing by four in the loss column. Looking at the final score, it looks like they're going to win this game when I'm recording it on Thursday night. Spurs are going to be 29-29, and and the Pelicans are chasing them. Really, this game becomes really important then because you pull one game back in the standings with this rather than a half game. So you've got to win this one. These two teams have played twice already this year. They split them one and one so far with one game being postponed due to COVID. I don't know how that gets made up. We'll figure that out a little bit later on, I guess, um, at a certain point in the future. But taking on the San Antonio Spurs here, uh, they're led by DeMar DeRozan, 21 points. You'll remember in the third game of the season, though, Eric Bledsoe blocked his shot basically at a buzzer for the win. So if they can slow him down, that could definitely be a very, very useful thing for New Orleans. But they're a pretty healthy team. They've still got DeMonte, uh, Deontay, sorry, Murray in the backcourt. And this is a Spurs team that... Again, just a sound enough Popovich team. They're good defensively. They're not great offensively, but they're going to make you work for buckets. And that's what they do. They're definitely kind of punching above their weight in terms of the roster that they have here. And they don't take a ton of threes and they don't make a ton of threes. So it plays a little bit more into what New Orleans wants to take away that three-point line. But if they start getting hot from three, you need to guard them out there because you'll make them a little bit uncomfortable and you don't want to rely on variance to try and win the game. They do not turn the ball over, so you're going to need to play in the half court. You're not going to get as many opportunities to run in transition after a turnover and to earn some easy points this way. You're going to need to see a lot of ball movement out of New Orleans. They showed that again against the Orlando Magic. I don't have the numbers here, but we can probably look them up over the weekend on what the hockey assist numbers were for the Pelicans. They were really high. The pass that leads to the to the guy who makes the assist. Those were really key against the Orlando Magic in building a 35-point lead. New Orleans is going to need a lot of that in this game. But you can definitely try and score against this team. You're going to have opportunities for second-chance points, which should make things a little bit easier. But the games have been close so far this year. I'm going to be excited to watch this one because if New Orleans can get this, go on a two-game winning streak, which doesn't sound like a lot, but kind of is, and get against get it against the team that you're chasing, plus two more to go against the Golden State Warriors, three more to go against the Golden State Warriors, you have a real shot at getting into the 10th spot. So not all is done just yet for your New Orleans Pelicans. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday to recap the weekend.